Welcome, Cosmic Toolbox. So this is the weekly forecast for the week starting April 18th. And before I get into some of the more cosmology-focused um, astrological viewpoint information that I have to share with you today, I wanted to talk to you about some of the themes coming up in my meditations. And I tend to leave more of this kind of content for the weekly alignment or for our group sessions. But since it is going to be at least another week until we have a group session, I wanted to just kind of talk about it now because this week we have the Lyrids meteor shower coming into play. And it's always a big time for me and my sat, my uh, psychic activations because I have, I think, I think it's because I have my own um, Chiron is in Taurus. And so whenever there are major emotional, um, cosmic activations in Taurus, it tends to be an emotional time for me in relation to my own healing and what I'm meant to bring to the world. And I kind of get a lot of that activation that happens there. It's not often that there's this much of a pile up in Taurus, right? Because this week for sure we have the sun and Uranus and Mercury and Venus and Black Moon Lilith all right um, conjunct uh, midweek, especially towards the end of this week and into next week, right up against my personal Chiron in Taurus. And so as these things sort of come into play, um, it's feeling more global and I have to kind of channel what I work on, on a daily basis with my Chiron and Taurus and being where it is with certain fixed stars. This is why I watch a lot of the fixed stars in Taurus. Um, I like the nuance that it adds. And so as you know, I feel as if I've been really focusing on this Tauran energy in my own life, on my own journey, it's starting to play out on the grander global scale in ways that I've seen it showing up in my life. And so I wanted to just offer a little bit of assistance when it comes to how it might feel this week and next week and in through May as we get into eclipse season. I have not officially decided whether or not I'll be officially coaching shadow work this season. We have kind of a lot on our plates. It would have to look a little bit different. Um, and so bear with me while I figure that out. There's been some requests because it does look like it's going to be a pretty heavy shadow season. And so I would like to do that. Um, but in preparation for the shadow work that's going to come up during this eclipse season, I talked about it on the weekly weekend forecast. I would like to bring some reminders to it here. Taurus, um, when we have a stellium in Taurus and when we have this much Taurus energy leading us through a very Mars based month, right. And into an eclipse that is eclipse season that is going to be intense. Um, I want to remind everyone Taurus is a fixed earth sign. They are ruled by Venus, um, but they are foundational. And, and we talked about this when I talked about, you know, the season of Taurus and how to remember that the earth, it's not a stubborn Tauran energy, although certainly Tauruses are known for being stubborn and or lazy, which is just really unfortunate. Taurus is 
the matrix. Taurus is the matrix that holds the earth in place, right? So it might look lazy to lay around, but you're holding the entire world together, right? The earth, it's not moving. It's not fancy. It's luxurious though. All things come of the earth, right? And it takes incredible amounts of connectedness for a Taurus to hold the forest together, right? And and so we want to think of that earth element as just that real base foundation for everything. Anything you want to build, you must first own the Taurus energy. You must first have a solid foundation. And so when we get into Taurus and we talk about a Taurus stellium, we're going to be focusing on ground level stuff here, ground level stuff, love, beauty, money, luxury, but from the real realness of it, right? Not your fake stuff, not you know, getting a physical makeover or something to look fancy. No, you want to understand luxury, but you want to understand it from a viewpoint of what is it for, right? That's why a Taurus isn't going to move a ton. That's why they get this lazy, uh, um, you know, stereotype is that not much makes them move. Not much gets them excited because they're not into the fleeting stuff. They're not chasing butterflies down the street. Um, they're not being distracted by every whim of society, right? They've got their eye on value and does this bring value to my life? And so there's a lot of that. Um, and they will, the, then the luxury aspect, they will spend what it takes to get it right. If it brings value to their life, they understand value on like the cellular level. So we're going to see a lot of that coming up in the ethers of the cosmic connections. We're going to see it all coming up. Now, one of the things, and this is the thing I wanted to bring to you um, before we dive into the week, you must learn to value yourself first. This is a Tauran concept with a Chiron and Taurus. I know there's a few of you in here with your Chiron and Taurus too. Self-worth will be the first lesson. And in order for you to see value and worth in anything else, you must always see it in yourself first. I will suspect I suspect, not will. I do. I do suspect that this week we will see this Taurus stellium really coming together in a way that makes you see your worth and makes you see the value you have in your life and makes you see how a foundation built on your value is forever. And so if you have been worried about what you bring to the table, or if you have been feeling as if maybe you don't bring anything significant to the table, or maybe you feel like you have something to bring to the table. You just don't know what table, right? There's all these different kinds of questions, but they all start with your personal self-value. And so dig into that in some way this week, I would get into a journal and start asking yourselves really what, what, how do, how well do you value yourself? How well do you see the significance you bring to the world? Where is your Venus at? Right. Um, and explore a little bit, what might be going on there? How well do you bond with others? How well do you do harmony and balance? How well, um, do you love, you know, um, and are you holding a lot of things together? Are you tired? Right. We've had, we've had an interesting year. It's going to stay interesting, but this week I would expect to see a lot of this, a lot of these kind of, um, what does this mean? Where am I at? Where's my role in this? How do I handle myself? Um, what do I bring to this table? Such and such. And so we will see it even more so in the evening. Venus right now is 
in its evening state. That's where we would see it. And so it's kind of in the darkness, it's in the shadows along with other people. So we're looking for this connection, this fabric, the binding force of the world, because Venus is that yin relationship with Mars. And so we're going to be doing so much Mars exploration with this full supermoon and Scorpio at the end of this week, early next week. Um, and so then the yin relationship with that would always be highlighted, but even more so with the sun in Taurus, bringing that Venus energy to the mix. So made simple self-value self-worth, how you show up. Those are things that you want to be evaluating this week. It's important. You matter, you matter. And you know, you matter. Um, your soul knows it matters. Just sometimes that, um, ego gets in the way and you wonder, do you matter if no one sees it? Do deeds done in the dark still get rewarded? It's a lot of, uh, intense question asking that's going to be coming up this week. And so get quieter, go within, ask yourself those same questions. Are you looking for answers and value outside of yourself? Are you looking for things to add value to your life when really the thing that's going to add the most value is just you and your attention, right? Your attention to your life is going to add value. So today is the day to get started on that. April 18th, there's a lot of angelic support in the energies. There's a lot of spirit communication. We're still riding that psychic wave from the activations last Thursday, tomorrow, Monday, April 19th, you want to start taking steps. We're getting ready for this first quarter moon. Tuesday's the first quarter moon. So Monday, you want to start taking the steps. Monday is also Mercury moves into Taurus and stays there until May 5th. And the sun moves into Taurus and stays there until May 20th. And so as we are beginning to build this Taurian stellium, which will be all the way in effect by Tuesday, the 20th, we really are going to start seeing that structure, that function, that value, that strength, the inner strength. We will see less of the, the fire, right? Um, some people might calm down. Some people might dig their heels in. It could just be a flip of the switch. And remember we saw on a global level, very up close and personal during the Capitol riots, when Mars went from Aries to Taurus, and it was significant, like almost to the minute, right? Where the minute that Mars moved into Taurus, suddenly everything seemed to quell. Um, and, and I almost got that feeling that even some of the people there in DC were like, wait, what are we doing? Right. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of a Taurus energy. Um, I live with a Taurus and she's kind of always that element. So we'll all get hyped on something. And she's like, wait a minute though, wait a minute. Let's think about this. She's, and she's 12. So, um, there's that real Taurus, hold on a second, fixed energy ruled by Venus, very wise, very grounded energy, right? That pulls in and says, hold on, right? And very, very significant for home and family and enjoying and using your senses and things like that. So um, we're going to feel this Taurus. Tuesday, the 20th is also an 11 master day. So we have a lot of activations happening. We have the Taurian, Taurian stellium kicking into place. We have a first quarter moon in Leo square Mercury. This is, this is all on Tuesday. Tuesday is going to be a day to act. It's going to be action. If you're not acting and you're not moving and you're not grooving and you're not taking steps, you'll just feel off. Right. And you'll feel even more lost because it'll feel like almost everyone's moving. Right. So this first quarter moon is happening at zero degrees. Uh, 
Leo. And so it's a very significant time to be moving action on stage, movement, beginning things, beginning things. And, and it's always hard when you get into that, um, area where the sun is in something super grounding, right? And then the moon is in something fiery and it wants you to be on stage and it wants you to act and it wants you to move. And we have all of this strong foundational energy. It's a good time. It's like, think about trying to play basketball on a moving earth. That'd be crazy. You're, you, you're going to be able to play this game with solid footing underneath you. And so utilize it. The first quarter moon in Leo is square Mercury. So Mercury, right, being over there in Taurus as well, could add some significance to this whole deal. And we also have the very, um, you know, realistic issue happening that as we are coming out of Aries and straight up into this Taurus energy, there could be a little bit of that perceived, not realistic whiplash. Like when you're right, you're on a carousel and you're riding a carousel and then you step off of it. Suddenly you feel unstable on solid ground. There could be a little bit of that happening as all this energy moves into Taurus, especially because the planets moving into Taurus are all you know, inner planets and we feel those more intensely. And so as all of this kind of happens, we could feel that little bit of a wooziness energetically on Tuesday, Wednesday. And at that same time though, we're being asked to make movement. Right. And so this mercury square first quarter moon could really bring some disagreements and moodiness, just, yeah, just a ton of moodiness. (laughs) And in that, I'm going to explain a little bit more because you, your emotions will still be sort of reeling, but then all of a sudden your gut instincts will be telling you something and you may have a hard time communicating all the way, um, what you're feeling on the inside. And you may be very in touch with how you feel, but may not be able to communicate, communicate it as significantly as you were just a week ago, right. Where there was some more fire happening in, um, in your communications. Now, all of a sudden it's going to be grounded. You're going to feel like you're almost stuck, but you want to just keep it moving as to the best of your abilities. We also have this Jupiter semi-sextile Pluto that we are in the thick of from April 14th to April 27th, lots of positive change. You will be rewarded for every step you take, right? Every step you take will be multiplied in the direction of your desires. That's what it feels. That's what keeps coming up when I'm writing and journaling. It's the more you take action steps, the more you'll be rewarded. And if you're feeling really stuck and in a state of lack, you might just need to make some steps in the direction. They don't even have to be big steps. Remember with the first quarter moon and when you're manifesting with the moon and you want to get your life in rhythm with the, the seasonal cycles of the earth and the lunar cycles. And you want to be in this space where you are, how, how we should be right. If we lived in nature in a tent, you would know when the moon was in a phase, you would know when the energies were wild, you would feel the, the differences in the wind. You would feel the differences in the earth. You would be much more connected. We have to work harder when we're in our sticks and bricks homes, right? We have to get in touch with nature intentionally. And if we don't, we get, we get detached. If you want to be in more rhythm with this, you just have to slow down and you have to feel yourself. And, and get outside, feel the earth, feel the sun, 
feel how it's shifting, feel how it's changing, feel the expansion. Jupiter semi-sextile Pluto wants to help your inner world and your inner transformation and your true resurrection, your very existence, right? That detachment from ego, Jupiter wants that to expand and bring positive um, successes to your life. And so the more that you get settled into your own energy and the more you can allow your inner world to interact with abundance in that way, and the more you can start to take steps towards that dream or towards that vision, you will start to see the rewards that kind of lure you deeper into it, right? Um, you can cast your own carrot to chase, right? Like the whole carrot on the fishing pole, you're holding the pole, but you can cast the vision a little further. Then we move into Thursday. I want to say Wednesday will be a day of self-discipline. It's everything that gets started on Tuesday, the 11 master day, the Taurus stellium, the first quarter moon in Leo, um, square Mercury, Vesta goes direct in Virgo. We have this Jupiter semi-sextile Pluto, that whole, all of this happening on Tuesday. It's going to be about self-discipline all day Wednesday. you really just want to hold the, hold the line and keep the movement going and make those steps and, and look for the way, look for the inner motivation continuously this week, continuously this week. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I showing up every day in this space with this energy? Why do I keep doing it? Wednesday is the marker where we're only four weeks away from eclipse season beginning. It is imperative that you know the answer to why am I doing what I do every day? Even if what you're doing every day is not what you want to be doing every day, why are you doing it? Right? Be realistic with yourself. No excuses that are untrue excuses are just really good reasons. Why, why, right? So why are you doing something? It's okay to say, I'm doing this because I need money, right? (laughs) Just be honest with yourself. Why am I showing up to work every day? Because I need money. You don't have to sugarcoat it. At least in your heart, you must know the real answer. Why am I doing this every day? Because I made a promise to my family, because I made a promise to my kids, because I made a promise to myself, because I have a responsibility to someone other than me, right? Why am I doing this? Why, why do I, why do I go to this store every day of my life or whatever it is, right? Ask yourself those. I don't leave my house. So this is a really funny story. Uh, I'm trying to think of why do people leave their houses? Um, Why do I go to this park every day? Maybe I should go to a different park. Why do we come to this river? Why am I living in Michigan? All the questions I'm asking myself, right? Really get to the point where you at least know the answer. You do. No one else has to know it. You don't have to put it on stage yet, but know it, know the answers. And so Wednesday will be all about self-discipline in how do you feel? How is your physical path? Why are you doing what you're doing? Where can you take action? What can you do? Even if you are dedicated to something that's taking all of your time, set aside five minutes, do one step a day, right? Just try, make those little adjustments. Saturn is sort of coming into the mix here on Wednesday. We will see some, we'll see a little bit of some, uh, structure function type stuff happening over there with Saturn. Saturn is a huge player this whole year. Um, Saturn showing up in limitation aspects and restriction and really asking you to to decide on what things you need to bring into your new world and what things you need to let go. And so we're feeling that a little bit on Wednesday. 
um, we might need to get into a little bit of a practice of work a day energy come Wednesday, where you're going to make sure that you're not ignoring anything on the home front, especially because Vesta has moved direct in Virgo there on Tuesday. So Wednesday is just going to be a day of getting your bearings, um, staying disciplined, working on your foundations, knowing the answers to your questions. Um, the more you dig into the answers of your own questions, the less the eclipse season will have to toss up at you. Right. Um, you can't really be surprised if you're already digging in. Right. And so, um, eclipse seasons tend to go a little easier for people that are already digging deep into shadow work. It's why I offer shadow work routinely during eclipse season. They, you fare a little bit better when you're already looking into it. Come Thursday, we have the Lyriads. Uh, you know, this, this season is always going to sort a mess with your dreams, especially if you have significant Taurus placements. Um, again, <laughs> I want to just reiterate this. This is one of those times where we're being asked very foundational questions. So you pay attention to your dreams. Your dreams are often going to tell you what's coming before your awakened brain is going to want to admit it. So whether it's symbolic, whether it's weird, whether it's, you know, nightmare energy, or whether it's just confusing, really dig in, try to journal without judgment, right? Just write down a couple of things from your dreams, Look at the symbolism after two or three days. See if there's any repeating patterns. The moon on Thursday, April 22nd moves into Virgo. We're going to have some major Virgo activations on Thursday as well. Um, and again, with Virgo, Virgo is the mutable earth sign, right? Ruled by Mercury, very intellectual, a lot of activations as far as analyzing and, um, making sense of things in the world. And so it's a good time to get into this, um, developing what is inside of you and what, where your value is. Virgos are great at getting to the heart of like, does this have value? Does this hold value? Is this worth my time? Very, very good at adjusting and adapting to different things in the world. And so get a little bit more into your Virgo nature, if you have it. Um, Friday, the 23rd, the Lyriads continue peaking, right? We're going to have a lot of dreamy energy. Then Mars moves into cancer until June 11th. Um, I'm going to say a few things about Mars and cancer, and I want everyone to bear with me. So the thing is after about two months in Gemini, <laughs> Mars moving into cancer is going to be a pretty significant shift a pretty significant energetic shift. Um, and again, we really do feel Mars when Mars moves. And so we, we can't just shake this off as nuance. It could be very, very, very intense, um, for a lot of people. Mars and Gemini is very like, you know, movement oriented, intellectual oriented, ego oriented, um, devil's advocate based right? <laughs> mental stimulation, um, direct to a default at points, right. Kind of being a little bit, a little bit catty at times, right. Mars and cancer. Um, I want to say it almost feels extinguished, but instead of feeling extinguished, you want to feel like it goes into some passive aggressive nature because Mars cannot truly be extinguished. Right. Um, and so it's more along the line where you may feel a lot of caution kicking. And you might feel like 
you know, <laughs> your, your, your Mars traits may be more yin, if anything, right? Which is a weird thing for Mars to be. So Mars is that um, yang, right? And so we, it, there is all that movement and that masculine, the action, assertion and all that. And all of a sudden it gets into this very lunar space. And so instead of being um, in like, because Mars was just (laughs) majorly activated, now all of a sudden it might feel like it's in the ethers more. And so the the Martian movement will feel quite indirect and um, your energy levels might be extremely um, changeable and you may suddenly feel direct direct impact by lunar cycles that maybe you don't normally feel. And specifically if you are Aries or Scorpio, or if you have significant Aries and Scorpio placements, you may feel suddenly much more, um, impacted by the lunar phases than you might have been before. And so when Mars is in cancer, you want to not trust your temper, um, double check that lunar phase Mars in cancer is really going to be one of those, um, things that we feel globally and we will start feeling it in, in relation to, are we safe? Remember cancer is that nurture, that mama, that moon. Right. Um, and so we're going to be like, Oh, okay. Are we safe? Is this okay? Can we thrive? And, and where, where do we, where do we want to be? How do we feel where we are? Right. And so think about that Mars energy, like strategy, your strategization, is that a word? <laughs> your strategic thought processes will be emotion based. Right. And so, um, in order for you to initiate or make any sort of, um, leeway whatsoever, your, your emotions will need to be engaged. And I find it to be extremely significant that this is what takes us through eclipse season. Um, And so remember that as far as this is not a time to disassociate your emotions, right? This is not a time to try to play off that you're doing fantastic. If you're not, you will just kind of, you know, all of your fire will first go through the underworlds and, and remember that as Mars moves into cancer and brings that really deep, emotional, intuitive lunar aspect, we're also going to be then going through just three days later, a full super moon in Scorpio. And then Pluto, the modern ruler of Scorpio goes retrograde the day after the super moon and then takes us into May, which then leads us through some more meteor showers more Taurus energy, and then into eclipse season. So, and, and Saturn retrograde y'all it's, it's not a joke. May is no joke. Saturn goes retrograde in May. Um, the total lunar eclipse on the 26th of May is also super moon. And then the 29th of May, we have mercury retrograde. So as we go into May and through May, right. Um, with our Mars and cancer, I would expect it to be an incredibly emotional time. And how did, how did you do with that PC stellium? How well are you handling your emotions? Are you engaged with your emotions? Cause if you're not, then you're going to want to try to get there over the next week. Um, use Mars and Gemini to get intellectual with yourself. Use this bit of this week to not engage in ego, but to reverse, um, that back onto your life, it will be important. You will be happy that you did it. Um, 
And remember Thursday too, we have the moon move into Virgo, but we have Venus conjunct Uranus. There's going to be a lot of uh, revelation type energy around how you deal with love and beauty and money. And then Mars will move into cancer like the next day, um, because that's Friday that Mars moves into cancer. So Saturday, the 24th, Mercury conjunct Uranus. Um, if a lot of our communications are going to be revolutionized and then the moon moves into Libra on Saturday, the 24th takes us into Sunday where we have the big Venus square, Saturn, Mercury square, Saturn, Mercury conjunct Venus. And so we'll get into more of that on the week weekend forecast, but just so you guys can see where we're going, it's, it's not a week that you want to phone in. You want to be asking yourself the questions you want to be doing the work, even if it's only five minutes a day. Everything is based off of what you're bringing to the table. This is first quarter moon energy, right? If you find you back up against a wall, thank it, right? That is the, the thing I always say with the first quarter moon. First quarter moons tend to bring up a lot of childhood stuff for everybody. Um, every month, you know, it's the resistance that bakes the cake, right? As the batter would run all over the oven. All of these things I say every first quarter moon, you are being shaped, you are being molded and you are being shown where your joy factors are. And if you're not engaging with joy factors and you're not engaging with the reasons for which you chose to come to this world, one has to start making those things relevant in their life, or you end up going into eclipses and setting yourself up to be shocked and smacked up against the face with all the things you'd rather ignore. And it's why we tend to see people having a really hard time, you know, every season, once in the summer, May, spring, summer, and once in the winter, you know, everything seems to fall apart. It's often because they're ignoring things the rest of the time. And so first quarter moon, remember to dig into that. It's the waxing moon. It's just after that new moon. It's as where the light is returning. Movement is going to be important. We get a burst of energy. It's time for new things. Where can you transform your fear into passion? Where can you find things before they find you. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Where can you find projects that need finishing before your projects that need finishing find you, right? So if you've had some, you know, leak, small leak in your roof, go fix it before it finds you, right? And makes it bigger. Um, this is the time to add extra oomph to your life. So um, feeling trapped is really common in a first quarter moon because you have to make a move. And if you're scared, your brain will convince you that movement is dangerous and um, your brain will do whatever it takes to keep you comfortable, even if that means keeping you small. So sometimes we have to take a look around and say, am I trapped or am I just afraid to make this move? Right. Um, and it can be time to really harness in that um, courageous energy. We also seem to, in a first quarter moon, call forth anything in our subconscious that's holding us back because we want to make the move. And so then it's like the universe is like, okay, well, if you're going to move, you're going to have to deal with this. And it'll kind of give us little thoughts of what's going to come up when we do it. And so just remember action is required and anything that comes up during and around a first quarter moon. So we're talking three to five days before and after the 20th. Um, so really since the 15th to the 25th, take note, whatever's coming up in this area is for you to heal and it is for you to take action on. Everybody have a beautiful week. I will talk to you soon.